This is Josh Kanak, and I'm a sales agronomist in CHS Ag Services in Hazel, Minnesota. We're pleased to bring you this update from the Red River Farm Network, CHS Ag Services, providing solutions for your success. Good morning. Wednesday Farm News on the Red River Farm Network. I'm Randy Conan. We'll also hear from Whitney Pittman and Sierra Doctor. Snow and freezing rain are falling from western South Dakota to northern Michigan at this hour. Blizzard warnings do remain in place beginning at 3 o'clock this afternoon till noon tomorrow for southeastern North Dakota, the eastern half of South Dakota through west central and southern Minnesota uh, to about the Minneapolis-St. Paul area. The blizzard stretches north to south from around Mayville, North Dakota, just to the south side of Sioux Falls and Worthington. Winter storm warnings and, bl and winter weather advisories surround that blizzard warning area. The blizzard warning area is part of a much larger winter storm system that's expected to bring rain, thunderstorms, and snow from the Four Corners states area all the way to the New England states. Well, two full days of education and a chance to talk with ag retailers begins today at the Alara Center in Grand Forks. Red River Farm Network Farm Broadcaster Whitney Pittman has more. A jam-packed schedule gives opportunity for education at the International Crop Expo. Show co-manager Lionel Olson says there's a lot to look forward to. We've got a large indoor iron show, if you will. Um, so, you know, the, all the most major brands are representative, all sorts of seed dealers, uh, Pesticide dealers, that sort of thing, retailers be here, so a person come out and visit with them. Um, one of the big parts of our show is our educational sessions. Um, we have three concurrent sessions going on at the same time. The potato growers, they run all morning, and that'll be that'll be incorporating their research stuff into the, into this session this year. It'll be a little different than last year. Then we have uh, programs based on dry bean, soybean production, and small grain production. Presenters are experts in crops grown in the region. Olson says it's a unique show. It's a great regional event. It covers a lot of the major crops that are grown in this region. Um, the spe most of the speakers are from, you know, from the region. They know the climate. They know the soils. They know the crops are growing. So we can, they can relate to the guys that they're talking to a lot better than, you know, going someplace else in the country or another part of the state, if you will. It's kind of a unique show. It's in the fact that. Are these educational sessions are going to draw people to, to the floor and vice versa? You know, we've been on the committee for quite a number of years, so you get to know a lot of the people, and that's a lot of fun. Reporting agriculture's business on the Red River Farm Network, I'm Whitney Pittman. Northland Potato Growers Association is hosting research reporting sessions today and tomorrow at the International Crops Expo. Northland Potato Growers President uh, Association President Donovan Johnson. The growers essentially fund a lot of the research that goes on here um, through NDSU, University of Minnesota, different places, um, and uh, including USDA. And so they, the researchers will be given their reports on, on uh, what we funded this last uh, fiscal year, this last summer growing season, if you will, and uh, really tell the, uh, the growers um, what they found out, what still needs to be done, what the uh, positives were, maybe some of the challenges that still remain, those kind of things. Um, and that's really the focus of this event for the potato industry. Johnson says it's uh, been a busy, or it'll be a busy few days here at the Crops Expo. The International Crop Expo obviously is educational. Um, a lot of uh, side meetings, uh, bringing speakers, talk about uh, various aspects uh, for different crops. 
and part of that relates to uh, potatoes also. And then obviously you have the trade show um, with uh, various companies coming in and showcasing their equipment and their services, those kind of things. So you're exactly right. Uh, it is a busy three days that are going to happen for us, at least, and we're really looking forward to it. USDA's weekly export inspections report for the week ending February 16th was released a day late because of the Monday holiday. Corn inspections coming in at 623,000 metric tons, 10% more than the previous week, 60% less though than last year. Soybean inspections uh, coming in at 1.6 million metric tons are 7% less than the previous week, but 51% more than the same week last year. Wheat inspections at 373,000 tons are 21% less than the previous week, 35% less than the same week last year. For the marketing year, corn inspections are running 37% behind last year's pace. Soybean inspections are 4% ahead of last year, and wheat inspections 3% less than last year. This is the Red River Farm Network. Wednesday Farm News on the Red River Farm Network. North Dakota Senator John Hoven met with the Red River Retention Authority yesterday virtually to discuss farm bill priorities. The group asked for updates on PL 566 program. The Red River uh, Retention Authority Executive Director Keith Weston highlighted current issues with outdated project parameters. We've got two projects actually that are being planned right now in Minnesota. They're too small for the core to really care or be interested in, but they're too big for the USDA NRCS PL 566 program. Could we statutorily modify some of those uh, acre feet to where NRCS could continue to offer assistance? So I just wanted to bring to light that that's a great program, but it maybe needs to have some updates in dollars, in approval type limits, and acre foot storage. Hoven said he hopes to work with uh, Minnesota Senator Amy Klobuchar to make amendments that would address concerns from the group. Increasing the uh, storage volume from 12.5 to 50, single project 25 to 50, total project 25%, cost share limit. I mean, I think you really kind of laid down the things there that you'd like. And I think that's where we should probably get with Amy's staff and say, hey, which ones of these do we think we could join together on and uh, just say, okay, here's, here's enhancements that we'd like to see to PL 56. And then the same thing with some of these others uh, recommendations. Few key crop insurance deadlines are coming up. Red River Farm Network farm broadcaster Sierra Doctor has more. Irie Insurance agent Reed Irie encourages farmers to get in touch with their county farm service agency offices and their insurance companies to get a handle on what insurance options fit. Number one, we uh, at Irie Insurance are wanting to talk with our clients and, and look at quoting um, with the the revenue products along with the supplemental coverage option, the SCO, and the enhanced coverage option, ECO, to see whether those fit uh, their, their farms. And the issue is if you do select the uh, SCO on top of your revenue policy, you have to do PLC at the county offices. And guarantees are almost locked in. We got about five marketing days left in February to determine our guarantees for the spring uh, decision on multi-parallel. 
And so guys are ready to come in and take a look. Uh, these numbers are going to be fairly close unless we see a huge difference in the last five days. But uh, we got 595 is the average on corn right now. Soybeans 13.75, which is down from 14.33. Uh, wheat at 894, which is down from 9.19 last year. So somewhat representative of what we had a year ago as far as guarantees for their farms. Reporting agriculture's business. I'm Sierra Doctor on the Red River Farm Network. The first of two CHS Hedging Virtual Grain Summit webinars was held yesterday. DTN Progressive Farmer Senior Ag Meteorologist John Baranek spoke about South America's struggle with weather as they fall behind on second crop corn planting and as they approach the dry season in central Brazil. This year, they're, they're having a tough time of it. So they're, they're well behind average. They're at 50. They should be at 63. Last year, they were at 68% at the same time. So they're well behind. They're about a week, week and a half behind the normal pace. And the more they keep pushing that back or keep delaying it, uh, the more exposed they are going to be to the wet season, especially if it, uh, it comes a little bit early this year, as typically does during La Nina. Argentina and southern Brazil continue to see exceptionally dry conditions. Going forward here through the fall, again, we continue to see uh, the impacts of a very warm and dry situation here for Argentina and southern Brazil. And we're actually forecasting increased temperatures and lower precipitation or an earlier start to the dry season across central Brazil as well. So again, concerns uh, are abounding. Argentina is basically stuck in it. And uh, there's a little, little hope for them uh, improving any sort of production out of that country. Um, if anything, it can only get worse for them. Hot and dry conditions really continuing here. Reporting agriculture's business, you're listening to the Red River Farm Network. Good morning. Welcome to Inside Agriculture on the Red River Farm Network. To celebrate youth in agriculture and agriculture education during National FFA Week, the Red River Farm Network is highlighting the success stories of former FFA members from Minnesota, North Dakota, and South Dakota. FFA cultivated a passion for ag education in Keith Olander, an FFA alumni from Staples, Minnesota. Olander now serves as the executive director for AgCentric. Olander's years in the Blue Jacket were spent at Staples, where he served in officer roles at the chapter and regional levels. Olander says FFA is a great way to find things you never knew you'd love or things you wouldn't want to do, again, with less uh, financial commitment. We're seeing just tremendous growth, something I've never seen in my career at the secondary level. Uh, the expansion, you know, somewhere in that 30% range, and still we're going to look to add new chapters again this year going forward. There's really become a renewed curiosity or appeal in where food comes from, how do we produce food, but even beyond that, how does it intertwine with our environment? So you even think from a natural resources perspective, a lot of interest. The other thing I think from high schools is how do they deliver education that's applied, you know, be it physics, chemistry, whatever, math. You know, there's a lot of students that learn very well in an applied learning setting being in a lab or outside. 
Olander says it's important to, to not just be a member, but to really get involved. Advisors play a huge role in encouraging students. Well, FFA is like a lot of other things. You can become part of it, put the blue jacket on, but unless you're going to engage in the program, I don't know that the benefits are as great. In other words, you don't get there by sitting on the sidelines. You've got to jump into some of this stuff, get into contests, and that's tough when you are, you know, 13, 14, 15 years old. That's the purpose of the advisor is to challenge you to jump into things that you're uncomfortable with. It gets you into a world where you're not necessarily well experienced, but it expands your horizon. And so I would just encourage any youth, get into the organization, but don't just sit there. Get in and get involved because the more involvement you can do, the more payback it'll be for you in the long run over the, the span of your life. Red River Farm Network's National FFA Week coverage sponsored by the Minnesota Ag Education Leadership Council. Proceed. Nutrient, and the Northern Canola Growers Association. Follow the Red River Farm Network's National FFA Week coverage on Twitter at RRFN.com and at Facebook. Reporting Agriculture's Business, I'm Randy Conan for the Red River Farm Network. Let's check uh, markets here before we leave you this morning. We're going to see uh, seeing a, a bit of red here across the screen here in the grains. Uh, March wheat Minneapolis down three and a quarter cents, nine twenty one and a quarter. July is down a quarter penny at nine eleven and a half. Chicago March wheat's down nine and a half at. Uh, the at 741 Kansas City March wheat's down 14 and three quarter cents 889 and a half March corn down two and a quarter at 678 and a quarter December corn down two and a quarter at 594 and a quarter March soybeans down three and a quarter at 1545 and a half and November soybeans down three and a half at 1395 and a half March canola right now trading down five dollars ninety cents a metric ton that's at 832.60 Canadian. Uh, checking the uh, farm calendar quickly here this morning. The International Crops Expo is uh, gets underway here this morning with doors opening at 8 o'clock at the Alaris Center in Grand Forks. Runs through today and tomorrow. Well, thanks for joining us. Have a great day. This is the Red River Farm Network.